everybody, and this is actually a very early same-day release for the list. As always, my name is Brett. On the other end of the tin can and string is Jordan. Jordan, how you doing? Well, it's interesting to come on here on a victory Sunday, but it feels great. It feels great to be 5-1. and one. Absolutely does. For those who missed, of course, the Dolphins won 42-21. We'll get into that in a second. Just to give a time frame, the Eagles just gave the game away to the Jets. So officially, there are no more undefeated teams in the NFL. The Niners missed the last second field goal earlier to lose to Cleveland and their third string quarterback. The Eagles had a lead with a minute 42 left. They decided to throw it from their 50, got intercepted, let the Jets win. That means they're going to be cocky as hell all week. Makes the game next week a little easier for uh, more interesting for us next week. So we'll get into that later. But now the only person that is undefeated isn't even a person anymore. Of course, Sebastian, one of the Discord dogs, picked the Dolphins to beat the Panthers, and he is now perfect on this season. Jordan, should we be popping champagne for Sebastian? Well, we should be popping champagne for Sebastian, but it is a little early in the season, for me at least, um, to have there be no undefeated teams left. I feel like it would have been, been a big talking point uh, going into next week with the Eagles having lost. Um, but now that they've gone down, now that the 49ers have gone down, um, everybody's kind of slipped up, especially the 49ers losing to the, the Browns especially the Eagles losing to the Jets. Um, it feels like everybody's had a low point, and now the, the league can kind of be reset, and now we can go from there. Absolutely. For our show later in the week, if anybody has questions, you can hit us up on Discord, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Twitter, or through Heaven, the biggest Dolphins forum online. Jordan, let's get into the game. You were at the game, so I'm interested to see what, see what your thoughts are and how it looked from your side. Um, in our Discord, it was a lot of panic early on, uh, especially with the Dolphins going down 14 at nothing in the first quarter. From watching on TV, it felt like we were kind of sleepwalking. Some weird offensive plays in the first two drives where we had two three and outs. First time the Dolphins ever went three and out in the first drive this season. That tells you how good we've been. But after that first quarter, it was all Dolphins all the time. Yeah, I think that it felt in the stadium, just like it felt watching it at home that we were sleepwalking a little bit. Um, I think it took the team a little while to get going. I think it took the fans a little while to get going. Um, the NFL is not a league that you should go into a game, um, especially two games in a row thinking, Oh, this is an easy game. We're going to walk through this game. I'm going to blow out this opponent. This is a league where um, every week anybody can compete with anybody. Um, the top team, and the bottom team are not as far apart as everybody likes to think. Um, and the Panthers showed that in the first quarter. It was 14 nothing right away, um, but almost two right away to the point where uh, you never really felt like the Dolphins were going to lose the game. Um, the Panthers went up 14 nothing, and the Dolphins answered right away uh, with a 21-point second quarter. Uh, it felt like the Dolphins were in control. Even if they weren't, even if they were down, it felt like they were in control the majority of the game. Um, but props to Carolina. I mean, even though they're 0-6, uh, it's a tough position to be in, not having your first-round pick next year. Um, but they're not a bad team. Bryce Young looked solid. Uh, Adam Thielen had a great day today. Uh, I think they'll be able to move him at the trade deadline and have him compete with a playoff team and, and get them a decent pick with it. Um, but 
props to the Carolina Panthers for coming out the way they did and, and taking that early lead. Yep. Absolutely. And it was a little concerning at first because I think I heard on a broadcast the the Panthers had more rushing yards in the first quarter from Chuba Hubbard than they have had all season. He finished uh, 19 carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown. One of his, on their first touchdown drive, saw Van Ginkle just get cleared out by the left tackle. See, still see where sometimes he's a little light in the pants, just one hand just pushed out of the way. No one there, so there's still some concerns with the linebacking core, I think. Um, and again, in the back end of the defense, the one question I come away with, again, is something we keep asking every week. What does Cam Smith have to do to get more time? Now, yes, he did get in late, had a nice tackle for a short gain. But, Jordan, we saw another, again, Eli Apple, even if he, the numbers don't look that bad against him, he was getting burnt by DJ Chark all day to the point where even beat writers were commenting on it on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. And even Perry Nickerson came in. So what I was thinking is at this point, is Cam Smith in the doghouse or what? Like, it feels like we talk about this every week. What is going on with Cam Smith? I have no idea. Um, it, it's really one of two things. It's either A, he's playing that bad. Um, and I don't like to think that he is. Um, or B, we're, our team is really on um, kind of a, a line to where we're focused on uh, winning playoff games and winning a Super Bowl. And uh, we think that there's a chance that a veteran comes along and, and plays well enough uh, to get us there. Or we, we got to keep this thing rolling and see um, until Jalen Ramsey comes back and until uh, different veterans can kind of come in. And, and we don't trust right now that Cam Smith is that guy that can help us win a Super Bowl. Right now, it looks like a wasted pick. Um, I think there are guys there that we could have drafted that uh, you see around the league that could have uh, contributed to us winning uh, more so than Cam Smith. But right now, it looks like a bust. Right now, um, we're six games into the year, and you can't say really that he's made um, a meaningful play at all, period. Uh, and that's not what you want to see for the guy you – not in the first round, but the guy you drafted highest. Yeah, and – it does early on look like a waste of pick, but I do want to remind everybody as well. While it does look, excuse me, while it does look bad, it is not the, the a draft is not great at, based off of six games into the rookie year, and I do expect Cam Smith uh, to get more time. But I think that's enough of the negative. Um, like you said, like you and I both said, felt like sleepwalking. The good thing for the first time in years. Um, well, not really last year too, but it wasn't that long ago wh where we felt like a fourteen point lead was there was no shot we were coming back now it just feels like i'm just this confident in this offense that I, it's just like okay nothing is insurmountable and tua again came out and did two of things 21 for 31 262 yards three touchdowns um especially with how brack purdy played today Definitely now is the sole owner of MVP favorite at this point in the season. Looked like the old Tua. We told everybody last week that the picks were just going to happen. First touchdown was a nice design where Raheem Mostert was just walked into the end zone, untouched, had Durham Smythe as the lead blocker. Second touchdown was to Jalen Waddell 
where it did feel like Tua forced it to him, but he got in there and like to see that. And then last touchdown, long bomb, Tyreek Hill. I believe it was 40-plus yards. And Tyreek Hill is just, again, having an insane year, six receptions, another 163 yards. I believe he's the first receiver to have four 150-plus yard receiving games in the first six games of the season. And Tua, as I saw today on Twitter, he is the only quarterback to have a 100 QBR rating or more in each of his each of the games this season, despite what PFF said, where they gave him like a 54. But Jordan, what's there to say about this offense that we that we haven't said? Oh, Raheem Mostert has 11 touchdowns, 10 or 11 touchdowns so far this year, already a career high. He's probably going to break 20 touchdowns for the season. There's just so many weapons. It's ridiculous. I think we lost Jordan for a second, folks. Am I back? You are back. All right, Zach, you can cut that. Um, I think this offense knows it can be special. Um, however, I think they're going to be very hard on themselves for the way they started today. Um, and I think they're going to put it on themselves uh, to have a better start coming out against Philly next week. I think that you script the first drive, the first two drives of the game. Um, and I think the Dolphins are going to be upset with the way um, they kind of started. And I think that's interesting to say about a team that scored 42 points. But I think the Dolphins are going to look at the film um, and think they should have scored a lot more. I think they should have scored like 56, um, even 63 points if you want to laugh and, and say it's funny. But Tyreek Hill right now, um, I know Justin Jefferson's hurt. Um, but Tyreek Hill is by far the best receiver in football right now. Um, he just gets open easy. Uh, Raheem Mostert with A-Chan out this week uh, showed why he's also uh, one of the best running backs in football uh, when healthy. Um, I think Tua played a pretty good game. Uh, that fourth down call was really weird early in the game. Um, I think that was the second drive. I think that made it 14-0 Carolina um, after that play, um, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, but I think that we answered very well. We answered very quickly. Um, but we're going to look to start earlier uh, because that would have given us over 50 points, as crazy as that is to say in the NFL. Yep. Again, we got to shout out the uh, offensive line. Another game where no sacks were given out, given up, excuse me. And a uh, shout out to our boy, Liam Eikenberg, who looked much better. And while, yes, this defensive line is not the Buffalo Bills defensive line, going up against Derek Brown is uh, no small feat. So he handled himself well. And I don't really th- I don't really remember a lot of pressures. And if there were some, I think Tua did a good, good job of... Um, avoiding it, but I don't remember that much pressure from from the defense uh, of Carolina. Only real big play they had was when Mike Mike White came in and threw a pick six, which just looks. It, I don't know. I looked in the stadium, but on TV, it just looked slow. It looked like a weird developing play, and just a ball that wouldn't have been thrown. But at that point, we're up how many points? At that point, so it is what it is. Uh, you mentioned our offensive line. How do you think our boy Larry? Uh... Larry Wiles played. He played really well. We tried to reach out to him during the game to see if he was watching Ike, and uh, he was not logged in, and he did not respond. So <clears throat> the uh, speculation on Larry's identity still remains a mystery. 
But uh, I thought Liam did well. Um, he didn't. Do, well, I should say it this way: he didn't do anything worth complaining about. I don't know how he was going to grade, and I—I'll be honest—I wasn't paying super, uh, super close attention to him. Um, so that's that's got to be good, right? Because we're just—he didn't do anything worth complaining about. Yeah, and I think if he didn't do anything that you really complain about, then that's a plus for him. Um, I do appreciate the way Liam played this week. I think it's probably good for his confidence. Um, good for the uh, the offensive line as a whole. Um, but I hope Connor Williams is back next week. Yeah, absolutely. And the one bad news, of course, from today, Chris Brooks got carted off late. He he did have he was running hard on a TV. You could actually hear him scream when he went down. So. Don't want to speculate, but it does seem like that may be long-term. The silver lining, of course, is we should be getting Jeff Wilson back for next week's game. And, of course, Salvin Ahmed played. Um, didn't look as good as Mostert and HN have been looking, but Ahmed did get a touchdown and did was running tough. <clears throat> before before we move on, how, um, do you have any thoughts on the defense? Um, do you saw Wilkins got two more sacks today? Uh Bradley Chubb had one. He had a second one that was taken off the board because of a because of a penalty, and and Zach Sealer got one. Um, yeah, there were some, like I said, there are some concerns still with Eli Apple playing, and I don't like the coverage of us. It just feels like we're playing too far off too often. But it does seem, and yes, this is the Panthers. This is an zero six team, and last week was the Giants. But it does seem like this. These were good games for the for the. Uh, defense so to speak to get that confidence up they do seem to be having or getting something cooking a bit yeah i think that it's easy to have the defense um against the giants against the panthers get their confidence up um, but i think you saw a lot of the same things that killed us in the uh buffalo game show up today um, because i think the panthers offense is a little better right now than the giants offense is um Adam Thielen having a huge day is a little worrisome. Um, I think Chuba Hubbard being able to run as effectively as he did is worrisome. Uh, I think that Bryce Young, um, yes, he was sacked four times, um, but it seemed like early, especially in the first quarter, obviously, if you look at the box score, um, early on, he really got whatever he wanted. Uh, so that was a little worrisome. Uh, we're going to be playing a good offense next week. I know they didn't play well uh, against the Jets today. Um, but we're going to be playing a very good offense next week, uh, and it's going to be the second time this season, if you don't want to count the Chargers game, third time this season if you do, that this off that this defense is going to be tested, um, that you're going to have to go in uh, saying, I really hope we don't give up a lot of points, uh, and I hope that our offense can get out to a hot start because it's going to be a tough game next week, and I hope that the Dolphins aren't uh, leaning easy like they were this week or last week, uh, and they understand that these last two weeks were to really get themselves prepared for what's coming this upcoming week. Yep. And again, just like we said last week, I came. I actually came away very impressed with Bryce today. He's looking like a very, very good quarterback. But we said last week they just don't have the horses. Thielen had a great game. Um, but you look at that, he had 11 receptions, 115 yards. Here's the rest of their receiving options. DJ Chark. Three for twenty six. Tommy Tremble, shout out to our boy there. Two for twenty five. Shout out Tommy Jonathan Tremble. Mingo. Yeah, Jonathan Mingo, two for twenty one. Aiden Hurst, one for sixteen. Lavisca Sinolt, three for fifteen. And then the two running backs, Raheem Blackshear and Chuba Hubbard, each had a reception uh, 
Blackshears went for four. Hubbard's went for two. But they just they just don't have the pieces. This is like this is exactly what Tua went through his first couple years in the league before we got Mike McDaniel and before we traded for Tyreek Hill. So the pieces, some things you can definitely see are coming together a bit. They are going to get better on the offensive line as they start. They are starting to get healthier, but they. I do think you're going to see them be active on the trade deadline. But I actually don't think they're going to trade Thielen. I think they're going to go. They're going to be looking to get another receiver that they can that they can potentially extend, like a T. Higgins. I think that the Panthers, more so than a team like the Giants, um, more so than a couple teams that really we've seen around the league, uh, are in a good spot. Going forward, I like a guy like Bryce Young. I think that, like you said, he's a lot like Tua was his first year, um, where you're inter- where you see it a little bit, um, but he needs more. I think he needs more on the offensive line. Um, I do think, like you said, he needs another receiver. Um, but I think that letting Jonathan Mingo play and grow is smart. I think he has a lot of potential. Um, I also think they could use another running back and another offensive lineman. Um, so I don't know if they're necessarily going to spend picks because they need them, because next year they don't have their first. Uh, But I think they're not horribly far away. And I don't think they're as far away as 0-6 really shows. Yeah. No, they're definitely – they didn't look like an 0-6 team. Um, Yes, part of that was us sleepwalking through the first quarter. But they are playing hard. They are starting to put some things together. And Bryce Young does have four touchdowns in the last two weeks. So it's, it's small things like that you want to build on. Um, and real quick, uh, Jordan, since we are officially now a third of the way through the season, how many players for the Miami Dolphins do you currently have as Pro Bowl players? Oh, wow. Um, let me pull up the roster really quick, and I can tell you. Um, the correct answer, though, is zero because we're going to be in the Super Bowl. So the True. Super Bowl teams don't necessarily have Pro Bowl players, um, but if you're if you're taking that away, I think definitely Tua, um, I think Tyreek, uh, I think with the the split the running backs are going to get, I don't know necessarily if um, you're going to see one of our running backs get there. Um, but most I do think Mostert gets there because he's in double digit touchdowns already. So I definitely think Mostert. Um, yeah, and I think that with his surfboard celebration, are they doing it in Hawaii again? No, nah, they're in Orlando. Oh, that's stupid. Um, Robert Hunt, I think, has a say. Uh, Christian Wilkins will probably make it. Um, Jalen Phillips will probably make it simply based off name alone. Um, and I think Javon Holland, obviously, is a lock to make it. Yep. I was going to say, right now, I have Tuart. Tuart Tungavillo, of course. Raheem Mostert. Tyreek Hill. I think Robert Hunt and Connor Williams are both playing at Pro Bowl levels, so I definitely think they deserve to be there. Um, neither of them really have the name recognition, so I don't know if they will. Cause offensive line seems to be more about name recognition. Um, I forget who it was. I think it was um, 
it was a player for the Eagles a couple years, made the Pro Bowl, and he didn't play for half the season. So that tells you what the voting's like for that. Um, I do think Wilkins will make it because he does have that name recognition, and people, even if he's not having the best season, he's already up there in terms of setting his career high for sacks. If he's not, if he hasn't already, he's like half a sack or a sack away. And I do think Javon Holland will make it too, as you said. Now, but I think right now the only people who for sure are Tua. Tyreek and Mostert, um, which is hey, when you have a player at each of the a player from each skills position on the offense, you can't complain about that too much. Um, the other thing, uh, it, since we still have one more game to go with our division, I didn't want to do our normal AFC East roundup because they the Bills play later tonight. So I did want to ask you something I asked the other day in our Discord, and you mentioned we should talk about this. And this goes away from the division. Uh, but we talk about the Denver Broncos, who we both said a couple weeks ago in our patience or panic segment should be panicking. What was a worse trade for the Denver Broncos, the Russell Wilson trade or the Sean Payton trade? Well, I think anytime you give picks for a coach that doesn't work out, um, <laughs> I think that's a little ridiculous. With Russell Wilson, you at least took a shot. Um, I think on the outside, it could have gone both ways, um, but not really terribly surprised it went this wrong. Um, but Sean Payton has to be worse. I mean, you gave... Serious picks up for a coach, uh, and he's one in five. He already stirred up drama with other teams. Um, he's come in and, and really doesn't seem like they're headed in the right direction at all. Um, I think trading for a coach, um, specifically one that kind of was already checked out of the league, I think that's got to be the worst trade. Yeah. It's right up there because I, I hear so many people talk about it, or at least the people who actually pay attention because. The uh, talking heads on ESPN, FS1, they want NBC. They won't call out Sean Payton for an archaic offense, but you could tell it was out of date before he took his time off from New Orleans. So giving up, that was they gave up the Bradley, the pick we gave Denver to Bradley Chubb. You're giving up a first round pick for a coach. You better be getting results right away. Um, and people are, hear people like Colin Cowherd saying, "Oh, now they're going to." Sean Payton's going to be getting Drake May, or he's going to be getting Caleb Williams, or he's going to be getting Michael Penix. I don't know if you can trust him with any of those young quarterbacks at this point, can you? No, I don't think if you're the Broncos, especially with how much dead money uh, is tied up into Russell Wilson and, and all that, I think you have to just try to build the best team around him you can. Um, I look for them to take a defensive player um, to try to add to what's already, I guess, I guess you can't say they're a good defense, even though they only gave up 19 points to the Chiefs. Um, to, to add to some young defensive pieces, I can see them adding an offensive lineman. Um, I can't really see them adding a receiver because the receivers they have aren't really working out. Um, and I don't know if you, unless you're going to trade Russell Wilson, and yeah, you'll get pennies on the dollar, but if you can get his contract away, um, I think you do it. But I don't think they're going to be able to. I just don't see an avenue for them to do it. And if they're still going to have Russell Wilson on the on the roster, I just can't see them taking a quarterback. So an offensive lineman or another young defensive player uh, to add to Nick Benito, to add to Patrick Sertan. Yeah. And uh, the last thing on Denver, because we did our tr our players to trade for, would you call and ask about the availability for Josie Jewell, or is that one you just you wouldn't touch? 
you can't really trade for a player that's a key piece of a defense that you scored 70 points against. I, I think it was you yeah. that said that, and, and you took the words out of my mouth. Um, I think that uh, that defense, unless you really think uh, he had a bad game or um, he just wasn't on that day, I just can't see uh, you trading from somebody from that defense. And of course, the reason why I don't want just to go back to this, uh, normally we do talk about the AFC East. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say about this at this point is, Jordan, how many ways can we now say that Mac Jones sucks and that um, and that the Patriots offense is archaic? Yeah, the Patriots offense is as bad as it gets. Um, I think they're, unfortunately, I think they're the worst team in the AFC. Uh, which means they're going to have a pretty high pick come April. But uh, I think they're done. I think they're cooked. Um, I think if they were going to show up for a game, it would have been against Josh McDaniels, um, and they weren't able to do it whatsoever. Um, It looks like, just from looking at the box score, their first half uh, was, like you said, archaic, uh, and they came back to life a little bit in the second half. Uh, Mac Jones didn't throw a touchdown pass today. Uh, their two touchdowns came from their running backs. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, it looks like, just from looking at the box score, had a nice day. But their second leading receiver was Mike Kosicki. And their second receiver with the most amount of yards uh, was Pharaoh Brown. Uh, and I believe he's a tight end. So you can't really uh, look at what the Patriots are doing right now with Mac Jones and hold it against Mac Jones. I don't think he's throwing to anybody of substance. Um, but... As far as the Patriots offense is concerned, I know I said it last week and looked down their schedule last week, um, but they play Buffalo next week, then they play at Miami. Um, I don't see them being better than the Commanders or the Colts, um, and that already puts them at one and eight, um, one and nine after the Colts game. I could see them beating the Giants. I could see it going back and forth. Um, But then right after they play the Giants, they play the Chargers at the Steelers, the Chiefs at the Broncos, and at the Bills. Uh, I can't see them winning any of those games. Uh, I right now can't see the Patriots winning more than three or four games, and that'll put them right near the top of the draft, which probably means they're going to go in a different direction than Mac Mac Jones next year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like I said, it's just uh, really not much else you can say. We kind of repeat ourselves. It's just good, very good defense, and just they're. I think Brett Coleman said it best on his video on YouTube this week. The Patriots offense is like going to a gunfight with a butter knife. It's just, it's toothless. There's, we can't say it's behind the times. We can only say that's so many different ways. I think we've already exhausted those as of like a week ago. Um, of course, we'll probably talk more about the Jets on our next show. Um, like I said, they, they beat the Eagles 2014. Jordan, I don't know how much you saw this, but let me just say this. The Eagles definitely beat themselves. Give credit to the Jets where credit is due. They did take advantage, but that was that was not really a Jets win I would brag about. And I will say this, living in Pennsylvania, right about an hour and a half from Philly, their fans are going to be miserable this week. And might make things a little more fun for me this week, but they're still going to be miserable. Yeah, I I didn't see much of the game. I saw a little bit, but it looks like uh, the Eagles just flat out looked ahead to next week, uh, saw a team without Aaron Rodgers, and didn't realize how good this Jets defense is. The Jets are now 3-3, and 
Um, they have wins against some good football teams. They've beaten the Bills. They've beaten the Eagles. Uh, and, of course, they won at Denver. But, I mean, winning against the Bills and the Eagles, uh, those are not things that you can um, take lightly. They play at the Giants next week, a game that they'll win. Um, so the Jets are looking at a potential to be 4-3 next week. Um, and I could see the Jets uh, looking at a guy like Kirk Cousins, even though they said Kirk Cousins is going to stay in Minnesota. Um, I could see them looking at a couple teams, like a Jimmy Garoppolo-type um, player. Because even though they won today, Zach Wilson, 19-33, 186 yards, was sacked five times. Uh, they didn't run the ball that well. Uh, they didn't throw the ball that well. Uh, it looks like it was just simply their defense. And it looks like it was simply Jalen Hurts' mistakes that lost the game today for Philly. Yep. Jalen Hurts had three interceptions. Should have had a fourth, and they had a couple fumbles too. Uh, but yeah, even the Eagles defense, they dominated. Uh, Hassan Reddick had two and a half sacks. Milton Williams and Brendan Graham had each a half a sack. Josh Sweat had a sack. Um, and Jordan Davis had half a sack. So just mistakes. And the uh, Eagles proved what that what most people have been saying. you got to take the NFL week for week. And luckily, the first quarter we had against the Panthers, we woke up and the Eagles didn't and like I said they gave the game away and we'll talk more about that a little bit after uh, Jordan gets a chance to kind of review it later in the week so I saw definitely a little bit more in him but we'll preview that we'll keep that with the Eagles uh, but before we go to adding someone to the list I did want to ask you Jordan was there anything else any games any players anything you wanted to address real quick it's just interesting looking at the AFC and and more specifically the AFC standings um, and you see the Dolphins, obviously, at the top of the AFC East at 5-1. and one. Um, You see the Chiefs at the top of the AFC West at 5-1. and one. Um, You know the Jaguars are good. You know the Bills are good. Um, you know the Ravens are good. The Browns are showing they're not a bad team. They have a great defense. Uh, you know the Bengals are trending in the right direction. Um, the, there are a lot of, you know the Chargers can win any game they play. Um, I don't even know if I mentioned the Bills. Uh, but there are a lot of really good teams in the AFC, uh, and this is going to be a fun thing to watch down the stretch um, when all these good teams, especially come playoff time, all these good offenses have to play against each other. Um, and it, it's going to be very important for the Dolphins, in my mind, to get a couple home games in the playoffs. Um, so these regular season games are, are that much more important. Um, I think Kansas City is a team that can go on the road and win games. Um, I think they've shown it. I think there are a lot of offenses that can go on the road and win games. I think it's going to be important for the Dolphins to get those games in January in Miami, um, more so than other teams. And if we're going to make a Super Bowl run, which I think we can, I think it's got to go through Miami, which makes those regular season games that much more important. Yep. And just looking at the standings, too, I think the only teams that are really out of it, and they're not that far out of it yet, are the Patriots. But like we said, we've talked about them. They're not getting it going. They're one and five. The Broncos are one and five. They're not getting it going. And then you have the Titans at two and four. And the Titans can still be tricky. They don't have a quarterback right now. Ryan Tannehill exited the game with an injury, and Malik Willis is he's not it. Let's just be nice about that. But um they're two and four, but they could still make things interesting as well. But the AFC is definitely going to be a dogfight this year. Um, especially and then when you compare it to the NFC, there's just a lot more bad to mid in the nfc than there is the afc so it's definitely i like you said we got to win as many as we can i think we will but definitely be happy 
and excited about the Dolphins, uh, especially based off of some of the other teams we've seen play, even even when taking their records into consideration. Yeah, uh, no but doubt. Jordan, did you, uh, Jordan, did you have anybody you wanted to add to the list? If not, I have two, but it's not actual. It's not really people, but it's admins online. But did you have anybody um, specific you wanted to add? I got in a little bit of trouble last week, uh, so I'm going to stay away from adding somebody to the list today. Okay, no problem. But it, it was on. It was on fun and. We'll move past that and on to bigger and better things. But I have two, th- two, th- two people or admins or sites to add. Whoever runs the PFF Twitter, right at the end of the first quarter, tweets out O with a question mark and then a screenshot of the Panthers winning 14 nothing. Uh, the first quarter of a game is too early to really start talking about upsets, especially with an offensive explosive as us. So that was just dumb, and it gave... That's stupid. That's really stupid. It is, it is stupid, and of course, any Dolphin fan knows, when you do something like that, you give Dolphins receipts, uh, that Twitter page ammo, and he took advantage of that, as, as did other fans, just saying, yeah, good job of jinxing the Panthers, or why would you say that? So, PFF, your Twitter page made the list, and then the other one is just some good, clean fun. Uh, ESPN's, whoever runs ESPN's website... They kept refusing to give Tua credit for his three touchdowns for most of the game. And every time they would update it, later on it would again take it away. So, all on fun, ESPN, your admins are on the list. Because in our mind, in Dolphin's mind, you are trying to take stats away from Tua and sabotage his shot at being an MVP. So, for that, you just made the list. But in all seriousness, Jordan, this is probably the first week we really haven't had people come out and say anything really stupid, and I'm not really sure I like that. Yeah, do you think that's just because of when we're, we're recording? People haven't gotten Monday to say something stupid? No, because most people that we put on the list, they did it during the week beforehand. Um, I, trust me, we'll probably have a lot of people to put on in the next week, especially because we're dealing with Philly. Uh, they... Their people like to talk, so definitely I'll I'll have uh, I'll definitely give us some names to put on the list in next week. And of course, as some of the people in the background have said, we can always add Chris Sims onto the list eventually, just because Chris Sims. I, I don't understand how I became an analyst. I don't know what's worst: his uh, professional football takes or his draft takes. Yeah, I think we're at the point where we're making uh, football takes. So if we can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, and I think it's fair just to save Chris Sims for when he says something stupid, and he'll say something stupid soon enough. So we'll just we'll give it to the te- to the uh, administrators who just don't know what they're doing and are just trying to get clicks because that's all journalism journalism's become just getting that hot that quick take and that hot click. Uh, but before we sign off for the night, Jordan, and I know you had a you were at the game today. You had a little little fun today both at the stadium and before the game and probably after the game uh did you have anything you wanted to say before we ha- we sign off obviously as always um we've gotten a lot of traction this week on twitter um and that wouldn't be without the hard work of the people behind the scenes so i'm always appreciative of those people um and i'm not gonna let it go out of the news cycle and let it be forgotten my thoughts and prayers are with the people of israel 
Absolutely. Always for that. And uh, to go to the social media team, they have done a great job this last week. I'm expecting a lot of things this week from you guys as well. Because, like I said, Philly fans love to talk. So I want to see a lot of interaction and have fun with that. But as Jordan said, thoughts with the people of Israel. Remember, we are all human. And nothing but prayers for you all. But as always, for Jordan and for producer extraordinaire Zach, my name is Brett. We are The List. And we are watching. Zach, hit that music.